0: Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me again today. Uh, You know, we we interview so many terrific advisors and get so many great tips and ideas and precautions for you, our heroes, the private business owner. And today is no exception. I have with me uh, Michael Treza of Lithium in San Diego. And we're going to talk about operational improvement using technology. So I really look forward to that. Conversation, Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, so I, I've been looking over your website and some of the information. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Uh, tell our listeners, if you would, uh, a little bit about your background and, and lithium and what you do for uh, business owners.
1: Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so my background, um, so I'm in technology now. I've been in technology for the last 20 years, but I went to school for fine art and painting. Um, I was an art major, and uh, I'm a, I'm still, I still am uh, an artist and a musician. Um, and somehow I got involved in technology in college. We started a SaaS company um, with some friends pretty early on, and it just sort of made sense. But I always wanted to be a graphic designer. And I think um, that sort of translated into the the late 90s, early 2000s internet boom. And I got um, involved in, in programming and, and visual arts digitally. And um, uh, yeah, how it all started was, how Lithium started, it sort kind of dovetails into it, was I was working at a company uh, for about six months out of college, and that company folded. They were a digital agency, a design and dev agency. And it was just a, a really fortunate time for me. I, I was living in Brooklyn at the time in a rent-controlled apartment, so I had very few overhead expenses. So I, I, I figured that six months was plenty of time to learn what these, what these owners were doing in this company. They folded, and I took over most of their staff and a good number of their client lists and I started Lithium then. That was 2001. And um, and we were a web design and dev shop for the first eight years until we transitioned into what we're doing now. That was the, the
0: genesis of Lithium. That's great. So uh, what uh, yeah. what types of um, and sizes of businesses do you work with? And and tell us tell the listeners about uh, what you do, what Lithium does for them.
1: Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, like I said, we we used to be a web design and development shop. So we've got uh, we've had a lot of experience in that in that side of things for a long, long time. And what I started to see in two thousand and nine or so was sort of the commoditization of web design in a lot of ways. And we started to transition to to up um, to operational platforms is, is what I like to think of them software solutions for businesses, custom software for businesses, and so that's what we do now. And we serve companies. Uh, wow, Bill. Everybody um, from companies under a million dollars to all the way up to Pfizer, right? Um, so, so a big, wide berth for sure. But I would say our sweet spot is companies in the 15 million to 100 million dollar range who are. Intra- who are aggressively growing and interested in scaling and interested in investing in systems and technology to, to help them scale and streamline their operations. Um, so what we do for companies is we, we, we're an operational improvement company and we use technology as, as our deliverable. So we we solve uh, process improvement in the company, um, process reorganization process um, reengineering, and then we develop custom software tools and systems to accelerate the the um, the sort of consulting work that we've done.
0: Now I saw in your in, in, our, in the notes that we were taking with you that mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's, a, a, there's something that's called the least understood thing about what your company does. What is that?
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, I suppose the, the least understood thing about what we do is that nobody quite understands that they, that they need our solutions until, sometimes until it's too, until it's too late. Um, what we do is is a sort of a complex blend of consulting and software development. People don't uh, aren't shopping for a custom software tool. Although these days it's it's so accessible and so available. Instead of piecemealing six or seven different software platforms together, we're going to use Asana for this. We're going to use Trello for that, and and Salesforce for this. Instead of piecemealing all these different systems together. It's it's often a viable solution to consider building something custom. It's an it's an investment. It adds IP value to your to your organization. It builds you a, a really wide moat against competition. And it and oftentimes it just it just works much better than six or seven different systems who are, that aren't talking to each other. And I would say that's probably the least understood thing about what we do is it seems like an expensive proposition custom software it seems like a, a, a lot of work to maintain and and just a headache where it, it doesn't really need to be at all when it's done right
0: well yeah I can see where that makes sense where instead of having a, a patchwork of piecemeal solutions you say well look we got you probably got a uh, there's probably a fear that we're gonna have to back up and undo a lot of stuff before we move forward yeah. but as uh, as you say, you know, software solutions can affect a company's profits. How does a software solution affect a company's profits?
1: Yeah, great great question. So, so when you think about, okay, I'll give you a, a live example because this is this is directly related. So we're working with a company right now. They're they're using five different standalone systems in their organization to accomplish to to create their outcomes. Um, they're using something to schedule volunteers, something to schedule rides. All these different platforms, none of which talk to each other, none of which um, can, can overlay information to create metrics or anything like that. Pulling reports out of this is is incredibly inefficient and time-consuming, and there's a lot of double data entry and, and possibility of error. And it's just a, and there's no way to standardize or systemize because because you're using just different pieces of different software throughout the day. Um, so how that affects profits is when you think about all of the wasted administrative time shuffling mm-hmm. data between platforms, emailing information back and forth, just incredible inefficiency in an organization, you, and you've hired people not to be kind of data pushers. You, you've hired people to, to use their creative minds to accomplish, to solve challenging ta- problems. Um So, what you can do with building or implementing a platform a platform that solves workflow challenges is you can free those people up um, enormously to to actually provide real value to the organization instead of just clicking buttons all over. Um, so that's that's one way it affects profitability. Another way is it, the the idea behind a lot of these things is automation and streamlining communication. So if you're if you're providing an improved experience to your customers, then you're you're getting more business that way. If you are um, uh, if you are providing in, in a, in a better workplace for your employees, you're you're getting more productivity out of them. So it, it adds value in so many different ways, and it speeds up um, cycle time in, in projects significantly.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I mean, you, we're yeah. all wondering how do we get more productivity out of our, our best assets, which are our people, and uh, mm-hmm. by, by integrating some of these things so you, you eliminate, as you said, um, double entry, uh, mistakes that might lead to having to do over projects or get wrong information out, then it's all going <laughs> to add back to the, uh, to the bottom line if you if you find uh, more productive tasks for those people then to do, right? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yeah, just the mental overhead of having to shuffle between systems. In this company that we're working with now, they they have to provide reports. They're a nonprofit. They have to provide reports to their to their donors. Mm-hmm and to their board and it takes, it takes one person there um, who oversees the department a full week to, to download Excel reports from these, these different systems and kind of create um, and overlay them and turn them into something presentable to their um, to their board. It's something that we're, we could build for them this, this system that does it with the click of a button. And that frees up a week out of every month of this person's time. And just think about what, what the, the savings are there on some level or just the, the, how much more mileage you're going to get out of um, somebody's productivity.
0: What are the biggest hesitations that, uh, that people that become, cl- or businesses that become clients, what are some of their original mm-hmm. hesitations and what was their mm-hmm. finding after they became a client?
1: um the the hesitations are certainly cost um nobody understands nobody without doing the the proper research understands that custom software doesn't necessarily mean huge dollar signs um and and maintenance costs certainly there's, there's going to be cost to, to all of these things to maintain your platform. You don't, you don't just build it once and then forget about it and, and, and run with it for, for years. You don't do that with anything. You, you wouldn't buy a car and then not service it um, regularly. You have to do the same thing with, with software or, or it, gets, it gets out of date. And then updating it becomes more expensive. Um, but the early hesitations are the, the complexity, the time required for a company to, to help implement it, and, and the cost. And all of those issues become non-issues when they see the process articulated for them, that it doesn't necessarily need to be expensive. Now, certainly, there, there, there are custom platforms that we've built in, in, that are a million dollars plus, but there, there are tools that we've built for under $10,000 that have solved real operational problems in companies.
0: Right. And, and so um, how do you counter some of those hesitations do you do some kind of a productivity analysis to show people hey if you do this uh, this this could be your result and uh, look what it'll do for you
1: that's that's exactly correct yeah the, one of the first things that i like to do is is um, walk somebody, sit with somebody at a whiteboard with them and their team and walk them through their current operations, whether it's their technology platforms, whether it's their processes, whether it's their deal flow or or, um, or just the, the value flow in the organization, and, and start to map out for them where things are bottlenecked, where there's leaks, um, where things are just sort of clogged up and illustrate for them, if we solve some of these problems, if we automate some tasks here, if we, if we free up some people's time here, look at the value that, we're, that we can create for you here, and, and, the, and the price becomes, becomes a, a non-issue at some point, because they see that, it, that it's actually adding value to the business instead
0: of just being a cost center. It makes a tremendous amount of sense to me. So uh, you, yeah. you shared one uh, uh, story about a nonprofit organization. Do you have mm-hmm. any other quick stories you could share with us about a, maybe a, a business that was hesitant, but then they, they implemented and what the result was?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Here, um, here's one that, that, I've, that I like a lot because it's a, it was a small company, which I think illustrates our ability to work with enterprises and, and small companies. It's a small company. They, were a learn, they are a learning center, a small learning center um, based in, in La Jolla. They were running on a, a sort of a, um, a hodgepodge of a, a lot of manual systems, so Google Calendar, paper intake forms. Um, uh, just lots of different um, small one-off systems. And the, the, the cracks were starting to show as they wanted to scale up. So they're, they're serving more more students, more parents, and they want to open additional locations, but it's really difficult to train people when systems aren't systemized and, and, and documented. Um, I like your last guest, by the way, about all, all of the systems and, and procedures talk. I think that's critical to what we do as well. Um, mm-hmm. So in, in any case, this, this organization was using hodgepodge of systems. So what we came in to do to, uh, to help them was assess their systems and processes, sort of help define the, the roles of, of the people there and reorganize some of the procedures. And then we developed a, a, a custom platform, a fully integrated platform that, that, is, that is an end-to-end operational solution. So it, help, it allows them to, to schedule their students with the parents based on deficiencies and, 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 um, and skill sets it helps them communicate with the parents through this platform. The parents have their own logins. They can see the progress of their students' um, objectives and, and learning plans and goals. Uh, the parents can, can handle billing through this system. So the system. So, if the person at the front desk in this organization isn't there one day, that the place doesn't come to a grinding halt. It's all built into the platform and it's completely turnkey. Everything from reports. To, uh, for the, for the director and the ownership level down to reports to the parents on the student's progress and, and the same thing for the instructors as well. So it's a, it's a comprehensive end to end solution and now they're, they're, they're able to, they're just opening up their third location right now because all of this administrative work is, it, it's a non issue. It just, it, it doesn't need to be thought about anymore. The system handles it for them.
0: That sounds so refreshing. So think about that, business yeah. owners. If if you're watching your administrative people and they're constantly logging in and logging out of different programs, maybe even mm-hmm. copying and pasting information from one program to another, how refreshing would it be for them to have one login? You know, for one end-to-end system. That sounds that sounds like just by itself would, would create a tremendous amount of productivity. What uh, what does. tips or precautions would you give our listeners?
1: I would say so uh, my my biggest um, my biggest tip would be know your numbers and track your numbers. <laughs> it would be probably one of the first ones i think every every business should have some sort of dashboard even if it's even if it's a if it's a whiteboard and you're and, and you know what numbers to track. I think that's that's one of the important factors. Before we can build any operational solution, we really have to get into the weeds and understand what makes a company tick. What are we trying to improve? Um, and what are the outcomes we're trying to improve? And that, that kind of goes all the way back to understanding your numbers. Uh, I think that's critical. I think the, the next thing would be to systemize anything that could be system systemized. Document your systems and procedures. I think that's absolutely critical. To, uh, to a company running and scaling, if that's your intention. If you want to get out of the weeds, if you want to get your people out of the weeds, um, then then you need to really understand your systems and procedures and um, and continue to refine them. They should not be a, a static document. It should be something that's, that's revisited. And probably the third thing is automate anything that can be automated. Why pay people, why have your people do work that a computer can do for them, free them up to use their creative minds. That's what you're hiring people for, um, is to use their creative problem-solving minds. Let them do that, and that, the automation is that's that's a lot about that's a lot of what we do. We help companies figure out what can be automated, and then and then develop the technology
0: that, that does that track your numbers systematize and document and automate anything that that you can automate those are great tips yeah so how yeah. does it start how does it start with uh somebody who says boy michael that sounds terrific i i really uh Would like to talk to you about this, and then and then what? How does it work from there? What's the best way for somebody to start a relationship with you?
1: Sure. Shoot me an email. Give me a call. Uh, The the first thing to do would to get on the phone or get. I I prefer we prefer doing any of this stuff in person. I think it's really helpful to sit in front of a whiteboard. And and explore what your organization looks like, where your challenges are, and then and then visually communicate how things can be streamlined. Um, so the first step would be a a meeting or a call where we're where we're unpacking what the operational bottlenecks are and illustrating very clearly where where some um, where some changes can be made and the impact that that would have on on your on your company
0: and can someone uh, do that with you without any uh, obligation or risk or oh,
1: oh yeah sorry absolutely, 100% yes yes yeah we'll we'll spend we'll spend an hour hour and a half certainly working with you no no cost just for you to understand what the what that there are answers out there that there are solutions out there
0: you know i love a company that is is so confident that they'll they'll risk some of their time uh, their their very valuable time to help you understand What it is that you're after, and even that session could be very, very valuable unto itself. But what you bring to the table, Michael, sounds like it's it's really uh, valuable uh, and helping business owners do exactly what we're talking about, which is creating a process-driven business, and so that they have something valuable to sell. We talked about so far. We talked today about the profitability of that. The real Mm -hmm. profitability of that's going to come when you try when you go to sell your business. Or transition Certainly. it, and it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah, that,
1: that's, that's 100% right. If everybody in your your company is a key employee because only they know how to do their job, we've got a real challenge to sell that company. Am, am I right with that?
0: Oh, you that, you said a mouthful there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really, it really uh, you have people holding you hostage for their information mm-hmm. as opposed to <laughs> right. the, it being the company's system and the company's process. And it Correct. can really uh, make a big difference when you're uh, when you have a buyer sitting across from you saying, "Tell me about your processes and systems," and you're able to say, right. "It's it's all this is, this yeah, is an automated business you. as much as possible." <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly. terrific. And do you work with businesses all over, or do you tend to stay in the the San Diego area, or where, what's your service area?
1: We do work all over. Yeah, we've we've got clients in Seattle. We've got clients in New York, Chicago. Um, we I focus quite a bit on San Diego, Orange County, and LA. I, I I think it's it's um I think it's really valuable being in front of people doing this sort of work, at least for the initial engagement. So we'll we'll fly to come um, to, to clients that are in different locations, but um, but if we don't have to, it, it's nice to be locationally or geographically close, where we can get in front of clients and um, and develop. Uh, personal relationships, I, I believe, I think that's key and critical in doing what we're doing. Companies are, are are trusting us with their their deep, dark secrets about what's not working well in the organization. So it, it tends to be um, really good to be in person, develop a relationship, and, and, and have them be transparent about um, about where they need help, and that's when we can help our best.
0: And I know one other thing about you, and that is you're, you're well-networked as a member of ProVisors, which is about 5,000 advisors that band together, so that makes you very valuable Absolutely. as a resource. So let me, yeah. uh, let me tell you, listeners, the, uh, the website is lithium.net, but it's not spelled like I pronounced it. It's L-I-T-H-Y-E-M, L-I-T-H-Y-E-M.net. And um, what's the best phone number if someone wanted to reach out and give you a call, Michael.
1: You can call me directly at 800-597-0550, extension 1, and you'll, you'll connect directly to me.
0: 800-597-0550. You're very passionate. I can tell you're very knowledgeable about the subject, and the information that you've shared is very, very valuable, and I really appreciate it. And uh, perhaps uh, we can talk again at some later date, uh, because I have a feeling we just scratched the surface on this topic
1: yeah I agree with this there is a lot to cover here and I look forward to it anytime Bill thank you so much for having me on
0: thank you for listening to exit coach radio.